Hello adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. A Short Life of Uriel Septim by Rufus Hain A Short Biography of Uriel Septim Seventh's Accomplishments Third Era, 368-389 Strategist and Conciliator the early decades of Emperor Uriel's life were marked by aggressive expansion and consolidation of imperial influence throughout the empire, but especially in the east, in Morrowind and Blackmarsh, where the empire's power was limited, imperial culture was weak, and native customs and traditions were strong and staunchly opposed to assimilation. During this period, Uriel greatly benefited from the arcane support and shrewd counsel of his close advisor, the imperial battle mage Jaeger Tharn. The story of Uriel's marriage to the princess Calavoria is a less happy tale. Though she was a beautiful and charming woman, and greatly loved and admired by the people, the empress was a deeply unpleasant, arrogant, ambitious, grasping woman. She snared Uriel Septim with her feminine wiles, but Uriel Septim thereafter soon regretted his mistake and was repelled by her. They heartily detested one another and went out of their way to hurt one another. Their children were the victims of this unhappy marriage. With his agile mind and vaunting ambition, Uriel soon outstripped his master in the balanced skills of threat and diplomacy. Uriel's success in co-opting House Chlelu as an advanced guard of the imperial culture and economic development in Morrowind is a noteworthy example. However, Uriel also grew in pride and self-assurance. Jaeger Tharn fed Uriel's pride, and hiding behind the mask of an outpaced former master counselor, Tharn purchased the complete trust that finally led to Uriel's betrayal and imprisonment in oblivion and Tharn's secret usurpation of the imperial throne. Third Era, 389-399, Betrayed and Imprisoned Little is known of Uriel's experience while trapped in oblivion. He says he remembers nothing but an endless sequence of waking and sleeping nightmares. He says he believed himself to be dreaming and had no notion of the passage of time. Publicly, he long claimed to have no memory of the dreams and nightmares of his imprisonment. But from time to time, during the interviews with the Emperor that formed the basis of this biography, he would relate details of nightmares he had, and would describe them as similar to the nightmares he had when he was imprisoned in oblivion. He seemed not so much unwilling as incapable of describing the experience. But it is clear that the experience changed him. In Third Era 389 he was a young man, full of pride, energy, and ambition. During the Restoration, after his rescue and return to the throne, he was an old man, grave, patient, and cautious. He also became conservative and pessimistic, where the policies of his early life were markedly bold, even rash. Uriel accounts for this change as a reaction to, and revulsion for, the early teachings and counsel of Jaeger Tharn. However, Uriel's exile in oblivion also clearly drained and wasted him in body and spirit though his mind retained the shrewd cunning and flexibility of his youth. The story of Tharn's magical impersonation of the Emperor, the unmasking of Tharn's imposture by Queen Berenziah, and the roles played by King Edvire, Rhea Silmane, and her champion in assembling the Staff of Chaos, defeating the renegade Imperial battle mage Jaeger Tharn, and restoring Uriel to the throne, is treated at length in Stern Gamboge's excellent three-volume Biography of Berenziah. There is no reason to recount that narrative here. Summarized briefly, 
Jaeger Tharn's neglect and mismanagement of imperial affairs resulted in a steady decline in the empire's economic prosperity, allowed many petty lords and kings to challenge the authority of the empire, and permitted strong local rulers in the east and west to indulge in open warfare over land and sovereign rights. Third Era, 399 to 415. Restoration, the Miracle of Peace, and Vardenfell. During the Restoration, Uriel Septim turned from the aggressive campaign of military intimidation and diplomatic accommodation of his earlier years, and relied instead on clandestine manipulation of affairs from behind the scenes, primarily through the agencies of the various branches of the Blades. A complete assessment of the methods and objectives of this period must wait until after the Emperor's death, when the voluminous diaries archived in his country estate may be open to the public, and when the Blades no longer need to maintain secrecy to protect the identities of its agents. Two signal achievements of this period point to the efficacy of Uriel's subtle policy. The Miracle of Peace, also popularly known as the Warp in the West, that transformed the Iliac Bay region from a ruly assortment of warring petty kingdoms into the well-ordered and peaceful modern counties of Hammerfell, Sentinel, Wayrest, and Orsinium, and the colonization of Vardenfell, presided over by the skillful machinations of King Helseth of Morrowind and Lady Baron Zaya, the Queen Mother, which brought Morrowind more closely into the sphere of imperial influence. Third Era, 415-430, to The Golden Peace, King Helseth's Court, and the Nine in the East. Following the miracle of peace, best described in Peter Vedderson's Daggerfall, a modern history, the empire entered a period of peace and prosperity compared to the early years of Uriel's reign. With the imperial heartland and west solidly integrated into the empire, Uriel was able to turn his full attention to the east, to Morrowind. Exploiting conflicts at the heart of Morrowind's monolithic tribunal religion and the long-established great house system of government, and taking advantage of the terrible threat that the corrupted divine beings at the heart of the tribunal religion presented to the growing colonies on Vardenfell, Uriel worked through shadowy agents of the Blades and through the court of King Helseth in Mournhold to shift the center of political power in Morrowind from the great house councils to Helseth's court and took advantage of the collapse of the orthodox tribunal cults to establish the Nine Divines as the dominant face in Hlelu and Vardenfell districts. Hasfat Anabalus's treatment of the establishment of the Nine in the East in his four-volume Life and Times of the Nereverian is comprehensive. However, he fails to resolve the central mystery of this period. How much did Uriel know about the prophecies of the Nereverian, and how did he learn of their significance? The definitive resolution of this and other mysteries must await the future release of the Emperor's private papers, or a relenting of the Blade's strict policies of secrecy concerning their agents.